Howdy, baby bloomers. Welcome to We're All Ears, our podcast where creativity blossoms. Join us as we lend our ears to incredible guests in the creative, mental health, and community spaces. The best part is you can look forward to a new episode every month. Of course, hosted by your girl, Tamika Cox, and my lovely other half, Jillian Patterson. Hi. What's going on, y'all? Um, it's Trey. I am a breathwork coach and intuitive guidance counselor. And I'm really excited to talk to y'all about what it is that I do and how you can do it too. Yay! Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much <laughs> for blessing us with your presence today. Um, yeah, super excited for the talk. Um, so, so to start at the very top, um, how long have you been doing your work and what got you started and where did you learn all this dope stuff from? Um, many streams, many streams. Um, I have been practicing breath work, I would say diligently, for a little more than a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that it started off with... Um, I'm sure like most people by this point are are familiar with Wim Hof. He's this guy who I believe he's from Germany. I don't want to, don't quote me on that though, but he, uh, he's done a lot of incredible breathwork uh, teaching. And I think his kind of claim to fame was they call him the Iceman. And he essentially like swims, he, he climbed the uh, Mount Everest with just shorts and no t-shirt, no like, no other clothes than just shorts and shoes. And he actually had experienced some like severe depression after losing his wife to suicide. And he was in this like park where the, where the river, I guess it was a river or a pond, had frozen over and he decided he was intuitively called to swim in the pond, even though it was like way below like 30 degrees, like it was freezing. And he swam in the freezing pond and he used breath work to kind of regulate his nervous system. And ever since then, he's just been teaching everyone about you know, cold water therapy mm-hmm. and breath work and just the power of the mind he says that there is no anxiety there is only there is only power Mm. nice what was his name again wim hof wim hof yeah i love it oh my goodness that's so cool so like i would say that that kind of started that kind of started me off but it's also interesting you know with with a uh, with a practice as intimate and as like personal as breathwork I mean it really does start long before you're even aware of it you know so I could say that as well Ah, love it love it okay okay I like it I like it um so sorry I'm looking at my notes no yeah you're good (laughs) um let's see so I did notice looking at your Instagram like you do have like some I think they're bible verses on some of your mm-hmm. posts. I was yeah. wondering how like religion and stuff um, plays into um, your breathwork practice. So I think it's really interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, as we know, like there's nothing that's not connected in, in this realm. Mm-hmm. And I believe that the breath really is the closest, most tangible substance that we can access that is our spirit right like actually in terms of latin um latin etymology spira actually translates to breath in english Mm. Uh, and to conspire is to breathe with to expire is to breathe out to inspire is to breathe in you know and literally like if you just break down um the etymology of words you can find that, you know, 
the breath really is the most spiritual like substance that one can you know engage with really and truly and um i like to think of it as the closest closest source that we have to true unconditional love because it it never leaves you it's so incredible how you can spend so much of your life just completely neglecting your breath mm. and it will still be there for you as if you had never been gone for even a moment ah, i love that you're like speaking of like etymology and words and i noticed that like on your page you know you're you write all these like really you know poetic <laughs> poems and just mm. like sayings how does words and etymology kind of impact you know your your life and your approach and how you like speak and talk to people mm. well there's a quote and i still to this day don't know who said this um i've looked it up several times and i've given up since then but they said words are free it's how you use them that costs you hey yes right? and and so especially in regards to the breath you know i've noticed that oftentimes we speak just to fill silence as opposed to actually utilizing the silence because uh if you think about it like in terms of noise and in terms of sound like music is more defined by the silence between the notes right than the actual notes themselves and so in regards to speaking speaking it speech is defined far more by the breath between the words as opposed to as opposed to the actual words that are being spoken and i've discovered this like throughout my breathwork practice and it's kind of interesting because it reminds me of you know the i guess the nature of desire which we we want things so that we can let them go i've always been like so in love with words i've been writing poetry and uh lyrics and songs for hmm, I can't even tell you how long probably since i was like 10 or 12 10, 10, between the ages of 10 and 12 i started writing and i've never stopped since um and i used to just identify so much with writing and then of course also my father um you know he is a former president of the national association of black journalists and so he definitely has imprinted that upon me um, as far as the importance and significance of speech and of words that's definitely played a huge role in my upbringing um, but then as i've delved more into the breath i've realized like the only reason that i ever loved words so much was so that i could let them go i used to take words so seriously i used to take words um, so kind of on the surface yeah um literally you know and it got to the point where yeah, i couldn't enjoy life because of how literally i would take so many words and now i i realize you know meaning really is just a choice you know yeah. like like coming down to like if you look up any word before you look up the word you are already creating it the meaning behind the word and regardless of what the written definition says whether that's webster's or like any other dictionary like you are already simultaneously like creating the definition of that word as you're looking it up mm. and so yeah it really comes down to meaning being a choice and so in that that's really where the significance of words kind of plays its role for me but it also doesn't too at the same time <laughs> the duality of life right and of everything yeah love it, I love yeah. it. 
Um, so with all that being said, um, it sounds like I want to, you know what, I want to get a little bit more into the breath work side of things because for anyone yeah. that hasn't seen your Instagram or anything like that yet, um, can you tell us a little bit more about um, some of the practices that you used um, to aid in your breath work, like any theories and stuff? Because I saw um, you mentioned like poly, polyvagal, polyvagal mm. theory, like that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, there's another word that starts with an S-H. It's like Shivamba? Shivashana? Oh, Shivambu. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more about that stuff for anyone. I mean, me, but like anyone else that doesn't right, know. Right, right. So um, I want to start off with just for anyone who is listening to this, who is like interested in getting into their breath more. I really do believe... Um, that no practice can be sustained and nothing can be accomplished without the presence of grace. Mm. And what I mean by that is that I really want to iterate that it's so easy to, you know, see people like myself, see other people who have been doing breathwork even longer than I have, or even take breath work out of it for a minute and let's just apply that to any practice, whether that's dance, art, poetry, like music, anything that you want to get into, you always can only ever accomplish it through grace, giving yourself grace and, and accepting the fact that you're not going to start off where other people are at. Um, and it's okay to be where you are. It's okay to be how you are. And that's entirely the purpose of having any practice is self-acceptance and grace, you know, and yes. through that you can accomplish anything, right? Okay. So, so that's really, that's really definitely like a strong point. And I'll probably, I'll probably say that more throughout this conversation. <laughs> it's um, important. <laughs> Because it really, yeah, really it is. Like, I feel like that's, like, the biggest foundation out of any anything that you could pursue, anything that you could aspire towards, is definitely having grace with yourself. Um, but in regards to uh, polyvagal theory, so polyvagal theory is really, really cool. Essentially, there is this part of your spine, like, there's a, Part of your nervous system right in between your brain stem and where your where your spine starts called the vagus nerve right and this vagus nerve in in um in sanskrit is considered to be uh the wandering nerve or also it's also considered to be the seat of your soul mm. um, and the reason it's considered the wandering nerve is because it splits off into different different stems that literally connect to every single organ in your body. Wow. Right? And the whole purpose of this nerve is to essentially determine whether you are in a, determine what state your autonomic nervous system is in, right? And so the autonomic nervous system is in control, in control of all of your physiological functions and the thing about the breath is where the breath comes in is that you can only control your vagus nerve through how you breathe there's nothing that affects or controls your vagus nerve more than the pattern of your breath right and so with that, you know, it's really interesting because, you know, we oftentimes feel that there's so much for us to do, so much that we have to accomplish. And, you know, the last thing that we can, the last thing that we feel like we can do is breathe. Yeah. And in actuality, that's actually the only thing you can do. Um, it's the most pertinent thing that you can do. There's nothing more valuable that you can do than breathing. Um, 
and it's really easy to it's really easy to neglect this it's really easy to forget this um but also at the same time nothing requires more effort yet nothing is more uh substantial yeah how you breathe um and the cool thing about uh so going back to like polyvagal theory so i'm sure you guys are familiar with um you know like fight flight or freeze response yeah yeah right so there's also a, a pole to that which is sex rest and digest right now let's just think about it like this if you're getting if you're in the jungle and you're getting chased by a jaguar who's trying to rip you to shreds you know um chances are you're probably not in the mood to have sex yeah <laughs> unless you're really freaky I mean, yeah unless you like a big freak like that like, <laughs> you're probably not in the mood to have a very heartfelt conversation you know you're probably not in the mood to like eat anything either you know but um you know typically a lot of people tend to do these things tend to eat tend to try to have sex tend to have really heartfelt important conversations you know in the sympathetic state so the sympathetic state is your fight flight or freeze and the parasympathetic state is your rest sex and digest right and we tend to kind of confuse these two um and what's interesting is most of us you know are not being chased by leopards in the jungle right now but we have deadlines we have parents who know how to trigger us really well <laughs> yes <laughs> you know uh, we have all these different scenarios and these different triggers that pretty much bring about the same response the same state within our nervous system and yet as we are in these states we still try to go about um, tasks and experiences that require the opposite and mm. the issue is that that's really really confusing and puts us such a toll such a toll on on our bodies and so what breathwork does is it enables us to regulate that nervous system to come back into the awareness of the difference between each state because fight flight or freeze does have its value you know like it's important to be able to know when to flee when to fight when to when to freeze you know like um for example like I often associate um, like in terms of like your limbic, the limbic part of your brain and like the amygdala, which is like the basically the part of your brain that's like always trying to get you, trying to keep you safe and trying to keep you survive. That is considered to be like your more reptilian brain. And, you know, if you look at a reptile as it's about to be killed or something like that, what does it do? It freezes, right? as as a means of defense and sometimes that works for them you know like mm-hmm. that they freeze and the animal the, the 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 predator assumes that it's already dead it's no good can't can't do anything with that and to get you know a little bit on a darker tone like if you're in a you know very high risk environment you know, sometimes that freezing response, let's say, you know, that you're being attacked and you freeze and you played it, like that's very useful, you know, mm-hmm. but that response isn't very useful when you're about to give a speech or when you're about to have a really important conversation, yeah. you know? Um, and a lot of times this is what takes place for most people though. And so polyvagal theory is all about recognizing the validated, I want to say, I want to say not even recognizing, 
validating validating the significance of each uh, pole of your autonomic nervous system and putting them in their place and utilizing them as they were designed to be used. And the only way to really do this is, I mean, you know, it's, it, it's like Bruce Lee says, no, no way is the way, right? And so when I say that, what I'm re referring to is like, if you have a practice, whether that be journaling, meditation, whether that be dance, singing, whatever, whatever, fill in the blank as you will. But like, the breath is the substance that creates uh, all of those practices. Mm -hmm. There's no, there's nothing more substantial than the breath, and in that way, it's really, really important and really valuable to allow yourself to connect to that, because otherwise, you know, you're at the whim of your nervous system and your brain can't tell the difference between you getting attacked by a lion and mm -hmm. your mom just getting on your nerves. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I love it. Goodness. You keep, like you, you remind me that it's, that it's okay to breathe because I mean, I know it's common um, for people to like when there's surprise or whatever, or like when they are feeling like they need to freeze, like you, like the term, um, like you forget that you're holding your breath. Mm, mm -hmm. And it's just like, uh, it's just uh, so good. <laughs> and you can think about this also, yeah. you can think about this also, when you're breathing, when you're, when you're holding your breath, uh -huh. you can think, because your breath really is truly the core of yourself. Like yeah. you can go days, weeks, months even without eating food you can you can go you know so long without drinking but you can't go very long without breathing right, right. and in that way it is yourself mm -hmm. and so when you are holding your breath you are hiding yourself you know like when you think about like when you were a kid if you ever played hide and go seek like and you were in that hiding spot and then mm -hmm. the person who was seeking like came up real close to you. What did you do? <laughs> you know, you don't want you don't want anybody to see you. You just gotta hold your breath. Nope. Shut this down. Don't let nobody catch me. You know? And then you do it the same you do it the same when um when there's something that you feel that you can't express. Or that you feel like you shouldn't express, um, or you don't feel safe expressing, I should say. Really, that's mm -hmm. yeah, that's the most pertinent word is safety. Yeah. Um, and that 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 ties into a really important concept too is just the idea that like you don't there's no use in doing anything more than what you are already doing. The most important thing you can do for yourself is to allow yourself to feel more safe, put yourself in positions where you feel more safe. Mm -hmm. And there is nothing safer than your breath. Yes, definitely. Um, I know you were talking about, you know, when you breathe, you help kind of move emotions and stuff out of your body. And we had a mm. lovely chat with uh, our former guest, uh, Renee, and she does, you know, somatic therapy that does a lot with tapping into the body to really be able to release emotions that are there. Um, mm. How has breathwork really helped you release emotions and in turn seeing other people be able to release emotions that have maybe been pent up or, you know, releasing anger, frustration, anxiety, anything yeah. that you're wanting to kind of move, even like laughter, you know, anything that you're wanting to move through your body. How does that really help with that? Brand helped you all today. What's that? Or helped you? Yeah, person. yeah. Um, well, with the breath, you know, like I said before, it it's the most eternal substance, right? And um, you know, interestingly enough, what comes up 
for me is thinking about um, food, mm. right? Um, because everything is like, so there's this guy, I don't know if you guys are familiar, there's this guy, his name is Alan Watts. He says, uh, relationship is, existence is a function of relationship, right? And I believe that existence, therefore, I mean, relationship, therefore, is a process of consumption. We're never not, we're never not consuming anything. You know, we're always in a state of either being consumed or consuming. And yes. like, that's a very like, dualistic process. There is no like, beginning or end to the consumption. It is always consumption. And um, in this way, you know, going back to the breath being the most nourishing, most um, substantial uh, form of nourishment that one could receive, you know, it really kind of makes me think about how, you know, anything other than that, anything other than the most substantial thing that you can consume is just a reminder or a, a projection of your breath mm -hmm. right and so in that way you could think about it like the further you get from source the more unnatural it becomes right mm -hmm. there's like the supernatural the natural um, and then the unnatural, the supernatural gives birth to the natural, the natural gives birth to the unnatural. Um, and so in regards to emotions, like we inherently, and I don't have this written down, but I, I, I feel like I know them pretty well. I have a list of, of different birthrights that we all are inherently born with. You know, things like joy, freedom, um, observation, um, fulfillment, compassion, um, just different, different emotions that are really at our core, you know, that are as supernatural as they can, they can be. Um, freedom, right? Um, and these birthrights, then have also with them their poles which are kind of like so the birthrights are like the natural um and then the the poles would be the unnatural so the unnatural would be like oppression guilt shame um gluttony mm -hmm. you know um all these different all these different poles that come that are birthed from our our birthrights from our natural state and so in regards to dealing with you know anxiety frustration like all of these all of these uh emotions you know really truly emotion negative emotions in general are just compromised organs right um and when the organs are compromised which typically can be most closely associated to a lack of breath. Um, like for example, like disgust. If you actually look at that word, disgust, gust of wind, disgust, you're lacking your breath, mm. you know? Um, and so like, really that's kind of what, what all negative emotion is, is just like kind of it disgust either with yourself or whatever circumstance that you're experiencing um and it really comes down to how you're breathing you know because how you breathe determines how you think determines how you live you know um and so breath work really is an opportunity a tool um to reconnect or not even to reconnect, we're always connected to it, but to become aware once more of what you are naturally. Mm -hmm. um, because nature is not something that's separate from us. Nature mm -hmm. is who we are. Um, oftentimes though, 
we lose sight of our nature. And that's a really pertinent um, concept is the idea that really and truly, I don't always like to subscribe to the idea that we feel anything. I believe that we are seers beyond, beyond all things, you know, beyond, beyond feeling, beyond knowing. There isn't much, no, much that we can even know so much as there is what we feel and that gets close enough to knowing as we could ever get. So it yeah. feels like knowing, you know, but really in truth, all we ever do is see. Um, and so breath allows you to tap back into that core sight that knows beyond that, that is aware beyond all feeling mm. because feeling is feeling really is just temporary. Like, if you break it down in terms of the elements, um, air is consciousness, right? Fire is, is willpower and passion. Um, emotions are water um, and, and memory. And then earth is your identity, right? We form and then you go back down that list. You form your identity through the past emotions in memories um, and the memories and the emotions are formed through your will and your will is only formed through your consciousness mm. and so it all ties back to your consciousness and that is only that is only gained through breath yeah Mm, that's so powerful thank you so much for your pearls i'm like ooh, just taking it all in <laughs> breathing it all in that's what i'm doing i'm breathing it all in <laughs> and, yeah, and i'm yeah. breathing y'all absolutely <laughs> so one thing that i really enjoy that you talk about as well is you always make a point to say like wholeness and darkness you know light mm. and darkness and put a lot of emphasis on doing a lot of shadow work for those who don't really know or understand, like what is shadow work and what is it, what is its importance in your consciousness? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'll start off by saying that it's interesting. Sometimes there's 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 been times recently here where I've been wary of even referring to it as shadow work hmm. and i'll say and i'll say this uh, i'll say why it's because um shadows are are dark right um and in terms of space space is comprised of i think it's like 99.99999 percent dark matter it's ethereal dark energy right and then only point zero 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 one percent or something like that is actually like light in space um and with that darkness is really the most like going back to you know substance Darkness is the most substantial presence that there is in terms of all that matters within the universe, right? Like there is more dark matter than there is anything that is comprised of light. Therefore, mm -hmm. light is nothing other than fragmented darkness, mm. right? And so when... It comes to when it comes to the work of your shadow like shadow work so I, I really do believe that shadow work is like the reason that it's 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 described in that way um, the essence of what it is is described with those words is because of um, a an exaggeration mm -hmm. of the substance of light I see Yes. Because um, it's so, it feels so nice to be in the light and to be seen and like, and and to to be able to see 
and everything like that. Um, but in actuality, true sight comes when you can't see. <laughs> as paradoxical as that seems. Um, when like, cause you can tell, you can tell when light begins and you can tell when it ends because it begins at darkness. And so at darkness does it end as well, mm. right? But darkness has no end, it has no beginning. It's always present, you know, like, and in that way, the shadow essentially really is just kind of um, the aspects of ourselves that we choose not to, we choose not to subscribe to, but, or we choose not to subscribe to, we choose not to acknowledge. Um, well, what's interesting is that the shadow really and truly, going back to that substance, um, your shadow is what makes you shine. Your darkness is what gives you light. Like the reason that people are most attracted to you is your authentic, like without you trying, without you putting any effort into being who you are, you know, the you that you are with no, with no sight, with no one seeing, you know, that is really the substance that people recognize. And then we like to decorate it with the light and, and, and make, it look, make it look pretty and make it sparkle and everything like that. <laughs> <laughs> A little on it. <laughs> yeah, put a, put a little crown on it. Just like this light above my head right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like in actuality, like really and truly what we crave more than anything is darkness. And so it's interesting when people are like, love and light and like you know i don't even do like can i just say i don't even do i just want to put this out there so this is the comedic symbol for peace so um you recognize that my you notice that my fingers are together right and this is um to signify unity right um when you put your fingers like this you're actually symbolizing separation so this is peace as in peace is this is true peace hey so everyone would be like love and light and everything you don't realize <laughs> they're actually like putting out like dark, they're actually putting out like separation and because i mean it's again light is a fragmentation of darkness so in that way this is darkness this is light Mm. you know and so um a lot of people want to really exaggerate and you know bring their attention to the light and, and and everything like that but here's the thing there's nothing more loving than darkness if it was not for darkness you would not be able to you would not be able to be born at all you would have no life like there would be no like the same way that seeds germinate in the darkness of the soil is the same way that we are born in the darkness of our mother's wombs um and because of that you know embrace your darkness love your darkness your darkness loves you like darkness is the most benevolent, the most loving, the most resilient force that that is, and it, it and it's what's even more beautiful about it is that it requires absolutely no effort at all. Mm. And, and, I, and it's interesting we talk about love and light and peace and joy and all these like feel good things, and it's like okay, but like it takes absolutely no effort to be seen. It takes absolutely no effort to, um, to be in your darkness. And when you, when you accept that, there's just so much more power. Mm. There's just so much more power to be accessed because really and truly like, people wanna talk about, you know, like 
being powerful and like we always associate power with like movement and um and just like taking stride and and and, and like these powerful strokes and everything like that and no like real power is in rest it's in it's in a sleeping state you know like the subconscious can really like get get to working out our dreams and fulfilling our dreams and um think about like the present like being being present um the word present present the present is essentially just the light that you processed the day before. So present light, you know, um, or present darkness, really, honestly and truly. Like, and that's why it's now light. Like, that's why in in the night, like we go into a dreaming state because we're processing all of the light, and then that light is then sent into darkness and that's why we wake up in the present yes oh my gosh thank you for that <laughs> that was exactly what i was wanting to get from you <laughs> um, I'm glad. I, yeah i was all like yes <laughs> um I would love for us or you to walk us through some breath work um, to kind of end yeah. this out and like leave cool. people on like a way to really breathe and get into themselves and do the good good. Yeah. Let me get, um, I'm going to take my phone off the charger. What am I looking like? I'm at 21. I'm good. Um, let me set my phone up right here. Okay. Wait, I don't Okay. Jill. Y'all how are y'all see how are y'all seated? Y'all in a good comfortable position? Yes. Comfortable. Okay, cool. So what I would like you to do if you're on a chair, um, and then those who are gonna be watching this, um if you're either on a chair, then it would be best, it would be best to bring your butt all the way to the brim of the seat and get your spine as straight as you can. Stretch your arms out a little bit. I actually um, did a mini session before this and I'm gonna do like another deeper session afterwards. I'm about to do some deep sunbathing. I'm, really nice. I'm, I'm gonna drink some OJ with some lime and just sunbathe and sweat it all out. It's gonna be nice. Um, so let's see, what exercise do I wanna teach? Yeah. Something for somebody if they like really, cause I know with like you said, in today's culture, a lot of people are like, well, I don't have the time. I don't have the time to do this. What's something yeah. that can really get somebody going and not take them like, hours in order to really tap into they can do it and like start their day and like be set so this is something it's a three-step process it's really really simple um and you can do it once you can do it as many times as you like um but for the sake of time um i guess we could probably do with like it's it's a three-step process all you're doing is you're exhaling uh, lion's breath, which is basically just right, and then you're gonna hold that for about three seconds, and as you as you exhale, you want to lean forward and like really just put that pressure on your diaphragm so that all of that excess air is coming out. Because you want to think about this: the average human takes anywhere from 18 to 25 breaths per minute. 18 is six plus six plus six. Uh, the, the body is a carbon-based vehicle. Um, it has 102 minerals that are all based upon this carbon chain, right? 666, six, six, the number of the beast, when you identify 
with your body you're living in hell but when you identify with the consciousness that creates your body then you are in heaven mm. so um so with taking 18 to 25 breaths per minute you're 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 automatically identifying with the body so by exhaling as deeply as you possibly can um you're purging all of that stale energy that's been built up within those fragmented unconscious breaths and then you're allowing a more conscious more juve, more rejuvenating breath to inhabit your body right so we're going to exhale lion's breath hold for about three seconds as we inhale we're going to inhale through the nose um and another tip Whenever you inhale, I don't care if you're doing conscious breath work or, or, or not. Anyways, just another tip is that you're always doing breath work um, as long as you are conscious of your breath. It doesn't matter if you're just, just taking a breath like a regular sigh, that's breath work. If you're yawning, that's breath work. <laughs> you're already doing it. Cheers yeah. to y'all. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so with the inhale, as you're inhaling, you always, always, always want to apply your tongue to the roof of your mouth and just apply slight gentle pressure. Just inhaling with the tongue to the roof of your mouth. We're going to do that inhale and then we're going to hold for seven seconds and then we're going to exhale through our lips and we're going to purse our lips as tight, tightly as we can and just lit out the slightest amount of air. And we're gonna do this for three breaths. Does that sound cool? Yeah, sounds good. Three, all right. So, lion's breath, exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. One more. How's that? Ooh, good. Good. <laughs> good. Start the day, right? Yeah. Exactly. Energized, yeah. but at always, the same always want to start your day with the breath, and I say that before putting anything to, into your body, whether that be coffee, food, uh, even water. Um, first thing when you wake up, take the deepest breath that you can. Get vocal with your yawns too, if you can. Like if you feel comfortable, ah, just ah. yeah, just lift that out as much. <laughs> Get vocal, express mm -hmm. yourself. It's your birthright, and it is who you are. Yes. <laughs> well, that has been so amazing. Thank you so much, Trey, for your time. Okay. Ah. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Yes. <laughs> um, before we Absolutely. Let you go, yeah. Um, before we let you go, I just wanted to ask your permission um, if we can share your your Instagram um, with like along in like the notes of this episode. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Sure. I know. Thank you guys so much for having me on here. Um, yeah. This is like my first experience with anything like this before mm -hmm. um and i am 
exceptionally humbled and honored to have been chosen to be on y'all's show. Aww. Dude. I feel like you chose us by you being you, like you said, yeah. without effort. <laughs> yeah. With you being you, we gravitated towards you. That's, mm. that's how we came to be. Legitimately, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh. I breathe you in. Yes. I see you. I breathe you. Yes. I love you. Mm -hmm. Wholeness and darkness. Um, I look forward to working with y'all uh, sooner yeah. than later. <laughs> Girl, if you would be interested in getting a personal session with me, mm -hmm. I'm definitely available. I'm always down to help out other folks get in on it. Um, I I guess I did for I guess I did forget to mention on the. Um, on the actual like interview that it is like totally donation based. And I, I would have liked to have mentioned that um, I am offering donation based breathwork coaching um, and intuitive guidance counsel as well. Um, it's all donation based. And what that means is that I prefer for you all to go through the session with me at first. I ask you some questions before we get started. And what we'll do is we will go through the session. We will not think about a dime before the session is through. And then once the session is done, I expect you to emotionally calculate with your entire body what you felt the experience was worth and how much that accommodates within your means. Yes. That's so good. Yes. Can people... Um so where can people find you if they want to do a coaching? Would they um, DM you on Instagram or do you have a website? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Def definitely, definitely hit me up on Instagram. I'm looking to make a YouTube account here soon. Um, and I'm probably, I don't know if I'm going to make like any other accounts right now. I think Instagram and YouTube are probably going to be my main portals. But yeah, hit me up on Instagram. and. Oh, and the, the tag is my notes from self. Yes. All right. Slide into those DMs to get that breathwork, y'all. Yeah. That's what I did, and that's why we're here today. <laughs> hey. Right? Hey. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, yes. thank you so much, Trey, for taking the time to sit with us. Thank you. Um, it's been wonderful. Learned so much about yes. work. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> And so excited to share this with the world. Yes. Thank so excited you. to see how you grow mm. and to see, yeah, yeah. to see you come even more into your absolute authentic self and sovereignty. And I know that will take you far. So yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Well, well, we will bid adieu, but like you said, we'll see you soon. It's not goodbye. I trust this episode leaves you feeling informed, but even more importantly, inspired. Please rate, subscribe, share, leave your comments, and even tell us what you'd like to hear more of next time on iTunes. We appreciate every one of you. Later, Gators. <laughs>